Hi, my name is Kira Judicus. I play for UNH Women's Hockey and welcome to College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by UNH women's hockey player, Kira Judicus. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Kira, and how's everything going? Thanks, Matthew. Um, yeah, everything's been going pretty good. Uh, really humid out here at UNH, um, so every time we step outside, I always get a little sweat on, but um, I'm really loving it here, So, and I'm really excited to be here, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I feel you on the humidity. I'm on the state below and it's very hot outside. So hopefully the weather can start cooling off a little bit uh, this weekend. Yeah. Now, how's your off season going overall? And what have you done uh, recently, I guess, whether it's hockey related or non-hockey related? Yeah, so it's definitely been like a challenging and very different year um, from previous years, like with limited access to resources. So, like, I didn't have access to a gym, um, but I was lucky enough to have some, like, equipment in our house in our basement, um, which, like, let me keep a good uh, amount of exercises the same. There were definitely some challenges that we faced, like, not having a sled to push and pull. So, like, for a similar exercise, like, I would just use what I had around me at home, and I would, like, push the car down the street. (laughs) Um, And, like, I would pull my mom or brother, like, with resistant bands. Um, My mom did leave the car in park once uh, as I was trying to push it. (laughs) And let me tell you, I wasn't getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so just, like, another example is that, like, we didn't have ropes to do that exercise. So, like, I used garden hoses instead, and we just made that work. Um, so in general, this off season has been going really well, um, especially with the adaptions that we've made. Um, but I'm just really happy to be able to use the gym at UNH and use that equipment to save some of the hassle and also just to see where I'm at. Um, so yeah, something interesting I did this summer was I did go to Calgary for the national development team, um, training camp and, uh, just being able to get that experience and meet new people was amazing. So, Yeah. Yeah, talk a little bit about that experience in Calgary because I saw some photos from that. It looked really fun. Um, what did you learn during that camp? Yeah, so I learned a lot. Um, it's always great getting uh, new like information and see how like coaches like view um, like the game because every coach is different. Um, so getting that knowledge for them, like I really learned a lot. Like I was always listening to them, asking questions to help me like improve my game. Um, and I didn't re- I didn't really know any of the girls on my team either. So it was great to like meet new fr- like faces and stuff. Um, so I had a really good time and it was a great experience. Now you're talking about some of the challenges you faced uh, this offseason. Was ice time hard to find uh, where you were from and how'd you adapt to that? Yeah, so in Canada, we were on lockdown um, for a while. Um, yeah, so definitely like ice time was very limited. Uh, and like if, like two weeks before I went to Calgary, I had to like drive to London, which was like two and a half hours away just to get like one ice session, um, just to step on like before I headed there. So yeah, on ice was very limited. I was barely on it. Um, so I just kept my off ice training going, kind of just like, like, put myself into that um, just to keep my mind off it and just to stay like active and like in shape and stuff. So, yeah. Now talking to some of the other players uh, from UNH, uh, they were saying how last year's off season was very challenging because of the pandemic. And obviously you were saying it was kind of a similar situation this year. So how would you compare the previous two off seasons? 
Yeah, so last off season, um, I would say it was more in the unknown because we never knew when our season was going to start or even if it was going to start. So constantly training, it was hard to adapt like our program because like we weren't sure when we were supposed to be at our peak because we never knew when if we were going to have something or when it was even going to start. So this year I kind of haven't I had an idea like coming to UNH like I kind of know like when our season started and stuff. So and like UNH having a season last year, it was kind of like, okay, like I think we're going to have one this year. So it kind of motivated me a bit more rather than last year. Like there were some downs, like in some days where I was just unmotivated, like I had those days and stuff. And I was just like, I just want to take a day off right now. Like, I don't know like when I'm, when I need to be ready and stuff. So definitely, I think the difference between the two years was definitely motivation wise, because this year I knew I had I knew when I needed to be at my peak and stuff and what I had to like prepare for. So now overall, how's your training going for yourself and what are you working on regarding your game for this upcoming year? Yeah. So training, uh, like I said, has been going pretty well. Um, I'm really trying to focus this year on my agility and, uh, in, like tight spaces, like no matter the direction. Um, I'm also trying to work on my shot, uh, definitely like the strength, um, aiming and quick release. Cause I know that shooting has a, like it creates a lot of offensive opportunity, especially in playing D one. I really want to work on that to get those offensive opportunities. Now, what is one area of your game you're hoping to improve on the most? Is it the shooting in tight areas or is it something else that you're working on to improve on the most during this off season? Yeah, I would probably, uh, definitely, I would say probably my shooting and then also my conditioning to be able to go for those, like hard every single shift. Um, if I'm out there, like if we get stuck or something to be able to put like that, put in that extra gear um, and just go. Um, but yeah, I definitely say shooting for uh, offensive like opportunities just to get those rebounds and create chances for the team. But then also uh, conditioning, whether it's like in the defensive zone, trying to block a shot or like getting that rush um, to go in on the, in on the net. Now, have you had the chance to meet any of your teammates yet? I know you just got to UNH, and how have they, um, how have you, how, what's it been like meeting them, and how excited are you uh, to play with them in a, about a month right now, which seems crazy to think about? Yeah, so uh, being an international student, I got to come a bit earlier than the other freshmen, um, and the girls have been awesome so far, very welcoming. I've met mostly, like, the whole team besides the freshmen and, like, one or two girls. Um but yeah, like I said, like they've included me, like they're texting me like, hey, want to go do this? Um, I'm like, yeah, like I'll be there. Um, but yeah, they're really welcoming. I'm very grateful for them. They're an awesome team to me. And I'm just really excited for this year. So now you're going to play in hockey stuff for this upcoming year. Um, how excited are you to be a part of that conference? What do you know about that conference and which team or player are you looking forward to go against um, for this upcoming year? Yeah, so this is a great conference. I'm actually like, I'm really happy to be a part of it. We're going to be play, uh, like versing some really good teams and I'm excited to see like uh, the caliber of each team and what their gameplay is. Um, we watched a lot of hockey last year, college hockey. So one team that I'm really excited to play is Northeastern. Um, they're very fast, physical. They move the puck so well, like as a unit together. And they're just overall a very good team. So I, I'm really excited to play them. I'm excited to see like how we compete with them and see how it goes. Yeah, and what do you think is going to be the biggest adjustment for yourself? I know you obviously play with a lot of D1 players um, when you were with the PWHL and obviously with that camp and Calgary this summer. So playing against those type of players, what do you think is going to be the biggest jump you're going to have 
um, are you going to have to make up for this upcoming year? Is it the physicality since you're going against players that are three, four years older than you are? Yeah, so I definitely think think uh, physicality is going to be a factor in it too. Um, but I also think uh, like speed and quick decision making because like uh, all these girls coming from all over to play in this one league, I know like the game's going to be much quicker, uh, like moving the puck like from stick to stick. Like you don't have like that, those five seconds to like receive the puck, uh, take your head up and then start going. Like it's more of like you have to know where you want to go before you even get the puck. Um, so yeah, I do think physicality is going to be a big one because, um, they're just, yeah, like you said, like even older girls are in the league, they've had experience and stuff and they can use your body on you. So I definitely think speed, quick decision-making and physicality is what I need to like focus on too, like and work towards to hopefully carry that over into UNH. So. Yeah, especially this year, since there's a lot of players taking their fifth year. So even older players are going to be playing college hockey, uh, then compared to other years. So that's something to think about as well. Yeah, for sure. Now, with the PWHL not having a season last year, um, how do you plan to get rid of the quote-unquote rust uh, when you finally start playing games with UNH? Because obviously playing real games is a lot different than scrimmages and other stuff you've been a part of recently. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I do think it's going to take a few sh shifts just to get like back into things because it's just been a while, right? But I have to like trust my abilities and what I've just been working for like towards the whole time um like so all like the off-ice training that I put in um I just kind of have to like be like yeah like I worked for this like I just gotta just, like trust myself just be confident relax with the puck and kind of just be like okay let's get back into it take a few shifts and then here we go back at it so yeah now you're saying how you're watching college hockey this year. What were your thoughts on the season with Wisconsin winning it on the women's side and with UMass winning it on the men's side? Yeah, so since Canon lockdown, we were watching like a lot of college hockey, me and the family. So um, yeah, we watched the Wisconsin and Northeastern game and it was an amazing game. Both teams well-deserved on being there. Uh, the speed, caliber of that, the physicality, the passes, like the chances they had, it was amazing. So yeah, it was really well deserved by Wisconsin. If we ever meet them, like I'll be excited to play them and see like how we do against them. Um, and yeah, UMass for men's, it was just, it's fun. It was just fun to watch and it was just well deserved by both, by both uh, leagues. Yeah, I know. Obviously, Dara Watts with that overtime winner, what was your thoughts on that? Just because she scores a lot of goals, but not a lot of goals like that. Yeah, it was like, we were like on the edge of our seats and stuff. We were just like so anxious and everything. But yeah, like I said, it was just just in the heat of a moment kind of thing. Like it was just amazing to watch. And I was I was really happy for them because it was just, it, it's an awesome experience to win an NCAA championship. So, yeah. Now, something that was introduced to college hockey this year was three and three overtime. Um, how do you plan to adapt to that new overtime uh, this year? Yeah, so um, I'm a player who who does like open ice and stuff. Um, so I do think like I think communication is a big key on three on three, whether it's like like deciding which man you got or like if you need to regroup, whether it needs to go like outside the blue line again to make that change. Um, so I do think communicating like with your line mates and stuff, um, we need to relax with the puck because it's all about possession in three on three. You want that puck instead of trying to chase around and get it, like get it from them. So I feel like, uh, we just got to like communicate, move the puck around, take like, if there's space, like then take it, go in for that opportunity. But then also when we need to regroup and like make a change, then we have to do that just to keep possession and move forward. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, definitely, like, 
wide ice and long ice and open ice. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. And what's the key for maintaining possession? Because that's the biggest thing I've learned on watching through and through overtime, just how important it is. And what's the key for maintaining possession in the offensive zone, but also trying to create line changes. So you have fresh legs when you're in the offensive zone, creating those scoring opportunities. Yeah. So you always want to stay moving in the offensive zone because then like it gets like the defensive team, like always wondering like where you're at, where you're going to go. Um, so to get like those changes in the offensive zone, it's always good to have like those two people just make a quick pass. One goes hard to the bench and then boom, offensive zone again, like cycling, like tape to tape passes are kind of good on three on three because you can't just do too much skating when there's only like six players on the ice and three per team. So yeah, I just think definitely hard passes, um, moving a lot in the offensive zone and then just skating hard to the bench to get those quick changes. Now, you were mentioning how about having more space in the ice, but speaking of ice, UNH obviously has one of the biggest ice uh, surfaces in the country with the Olympic-sized sheet. So how do you plan to adjust to that, having more space um, playing in college hockey? Yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, interesting for conditioning as well. So, But I'm really excited because uh, it's like wider ice, uh, like you said. So I'm really excited to be able to like – chip it and like even go like even wider and stuff or like get those like cross ice passes um I feel like it has an impact on the game and I'm kind of like a like I said I like open ice and stuff so I'm really excited to see how it goes at UNH I'm really excited to play there what's the transition going to be like playing at UNH's uh, Olympic size sheet and then going to a rink like Merrimack where it's much smaller and you have to kind of change your game a little bit yeah, for sure. Yes, you always kind of got to know what rink you're playing in before the game starts because, like like you said, you got to adapt to the game. Um, so definitely, like, playing in a smaller rink, um, they're going to be on you faster, harder, um, just smaller space to go. So definitely have to be even quicker decision-making um, speeds. Your first three steps are got to be there. Um, and just, like, the physicality, you're going to get bumped around a lot. Um, obviously, it's going to happen at UNH, too. But I just think uh, there's just a bit more space and stuff that you have. But, like, like in the smaller ranks, you won't have that extra split second. So, yeah. Now, for college hockey fans that have never seen you play before, just describe your game to them. And what do you hope to bring to UNH uh, for this upcoming season? Yeah, so I think I'm more of, like, a – a speed and strength kind of player. Um, I just, I love to use uh, my speed and, and like create those offensive opportunities. And I also love to play smart, like a smart game, like using my teammates, um, creating those, like those breakouts or like those chances in the offensive zone. Um, I also think uh, I like I'm creative, whether it's in the offensive zone or defensive zone. Um, And I just, I carry that everywhere along the ice. Um, And yeah, I also like, two-way player kind of so like I'll block that shot um I will like get the puck out before we go on and we get the offensive opportunity but yeah I just I love creating chances with the team um uh, like I feel like we like I create a lot of like threats kind of ish um so yeah I'm just I hope to bring that impact to UNH um creating those offensive opportunities and being that player who can block a shot like at the end of the game or something and hold the puck in or like try to get it out as well so hopefully like, I'll carry that over and I'm pretty excited. Now what are your goals and expectations for yourself and for your team after this upcoming season? Yeah so for the team um I know our, our power play or like our our offensive game wasn't um, too key last year. Um, so I'm hoping uh, I think a goal of ours could be like a 
more offensive chances, uh, good chances, and to capitalize on them. Because I feel like if we capitalize on them, um, we, like, could win, pos- like, more games. Like, the more you score, like, the, you know, you had to score to put a puck in the net to win, at least. So, but, yeah. And also, like, I feel like um, we need to, like, limit the amount of chances the other team gets. So, like, a stronger defensive game, um, trying to stop the other team. Um, and then, yeah, personally, I just want to carry over my game from the PWHL and then just take that extra leap and, um, and like have the same impact on UNH that I did in the PW. Um, so, yeah, I'm just hoping to carry that over um, and play that role. Um, and then also, yeah, I have a few other like uh, personal goals that I just need to focus on. So we'll see how that goes. Let's start off talking about the beginning of your hockey career and work all the way up to where you are now with UNH. So you're from Ontario. Talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so I started skating. I stepped on the ice the first time when I was about six. Um, So my dad, he previously played hockey. Um, So we just went on those uh, open free skates. Um, I was pushing around those red trainer uh, guides and uh, I finally let go and I was skating for once so that was my first time skating and I just skated ever since um, I played like travel like six months later or something after that um, but yeah I've just I loved the games since then I love like the speed the physicality um, like how you have to be smart in decision making and quick with it um, I love like the family aspect of it as well like the bonds and friendships that you make like on and off the ice. Um, it's just amazing. So, yeah, I just knew it was for me. So, And who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone in the NHL or was it a women's player on the national team? Yeah, so growing up, um, I was always a fan of Pavel Dotsuk. Um, I, he, Windsor and Detroit are bordered, so we always used to go watch their games, and I was just a big fan. Um, I loved his game style, um, and obviously his hands had an impact in there. But, um, yeah, I just – I loved watching him. I loved, like like I said, his game with and without the puck. He was always moving. So, yeah. And have you ever tried a Pavel Datsuk move in a practice or an actual game before? Because that was that's my favorite part of his game is just how he always undressed goalies in every uh, situation. Yeah, I definitely have to try it out in practice. And let me tell you, I'm not, I'm not close to, to getting it down yet. So, but we're going to keep practicing and then maybe eventually in a game in the future. <laughs> well, if you ever pull it off in a practice, you got to send me that video. I want to see um, how hard you work just to pull off that move. That'll be awesome to watch. I will, yeah, I will for sure. <laughs> now, before UNH, like you just said, you played in the PWHL. How'd you get the opportunity to go into that league and play there? Yeah, so um, in Windsor, it's kind of like a, it's a small town, and uh, Southwest Junior, there, there, that was the team, like probably that was the only team closest to us because the next team would be like London, and they're two and a half hours away. So we always played at the same rank, um, and like they always just like they would stay and watch like some games and stuff, and just scout out like upcoming players and stuff. So yeah, I guess just playing at the same rank and like just doing well, like in that league, kind of. I guess they heard of like your name a bit wanting to come watch um so yeah I guess just like in that small area like there's just yeah now you played three seasons in the PWHL um with the Southwest Wildcats like you just said uh talk about your time there and what did you take away from it um when you think back on it now yeah so I definitely, um, coming in at a young age, I think, uh, like I made the team going into grade nine. So I definitely had to mature really quickly. 
Um, so it, it grew, like it grew me, my vitality and my personality as well. Um, but I also learned like that there's always room to improve and you're never like at your best. Like, even if you think you are like, you can improve even more. Um, so there's just never give up, like, and just to keep pushing. Um, and yeah, I just, like, I just learned that it's like a, a family kind of thing. Like you all just like come together and stuff and it's just, it's just a great time in the end. Now you were the assistant captain with Southwest on your final season there. Uh, what type of leadership did you want to bring? Were you more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? And how do you plan to use that leadership that you learned during your time there and apply to UNHR now? Yeah, so I feel like um, I was a mix of both. So room, um, I was vocal. Uh, like I would make points and stuff with the other like captains and stuff and even just girls on the team whoever just wanted to say something um and definitely on the bench like if someone made a great play or like even blocked a shot or something like you had to be vocal on the bench just to keep up that energy um and then I also think uh I like to lead by example as well um so like if you're down with I don't know three minutes left and like your team needs that extra push like I'm, I'm like yeah like I gotta I got to go now. Like, I want to help this team out. So I do think it's a bit of both. Um, definitely vocal, but I also like to lead by example for sure. Yeah, and I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely, um, hopefully, I know being a freshman uh, could be, like, intimidating for some, like, sometimes, um, but I definitely won't change that um, because I know, like, like I said before, my teams, they're really, they're great. Um, so I'm really excited just to hopefully even carry a bit of that um, over and possibly even improve even more and learn like even more leadership skills. Yeah. Especially when, we, when you become an upperclassman on uh, your junior and yeah. senior year, do you hope to use some of that leadership skills you learned with Southwest um, into those years when you're finally kind of officially a leader on the team? Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, it's kind of like over these next two years, they're kind of like grooming you to even like a better and better leader, like probably the best you can be. And I can like even learn from the captains now and watch them um, and gain some like points and keys uh, for what they do or what they say. And then even like just teach myself like, yeah, like I can like use that to help me like with my leadership. Now, how did you handle not playing a season last year, and what did you do during that time period of not playing? Um, when What would normally be your season? Like, what did you do during that time period, I guess? Yeah, so it was definitely hard. I'm Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's definitely some downs in there. Um, like I said, there was some unmotivated days. Um, it, was, it was really tough, like, not being able to play, like, the game you love or even see the people that, like, your team or anything. Um so I definitely, I did like put myself into off-ice training, um, like for hours a day. Um, and I, then like, I also just, I adapted to new hobbies. Um, like, I, like I hung out with uh, friends maybe a bit more just to kind of keep my mind off of not being able to play. Um, I would just like do some cooking or baking at home, hang out with the family, like play cards like that. Um, but yeah, definitely. I just, I put myself, um, into like just a whole bunch of things to kind of keep my mind occupied um, and definitely just like kept hoping that some, there would be something, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's very hard, especially as a young player because you're hoping to develop a little bit more before you head off to college. So that's mm -hmm. something that most people don't consider um, when not having a season, especially for a younger player like yourself, um, just not having that extra year of experience um, before heading into UNH and that extra year, would obviously be beneficial to yourself. Um, so that's like something that I think um, is people won't consider when they think about not having a season. 
Yeah, like, so um, also like for the U18 Worlds um, for women's, like the national team, um, like that was like part of um, the year two and like Team Ontario, like camps and stuff like that. So not being able to like go to anything pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like your senior year kind of thing. Um, so it was definitely hard. And I did have a drain on uh, some things like a little extra kind of, uh, but um, yeah, I feel like in the end, it just like, it made me want it more kind of thing. So it, it like, it even pushed me to like, just keep working hard. It pushed me to like, I've never worked so hard off ice than I have ever before. Um, so I guess I just adapted new, like, uh, new habits. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm really excited to carry that over into UNH and just keep pushing and striving for my goals. Now, how did the PWHL help prepare you for college hockey? Yeah. So, uh, off ice, um, they definitely like taught me to, um, always keep working hard, no matter, like, no matter what, even if you think that you could be the best you can be, there's always like some, somewhere to improve. There's always room to improve on. Um, so I definitely think having that mentality heading into UNH, um, will help me like just keep pushing myself. And then also like going into the P PWHL, it's very like fast, um, physical, um, like quick decision-making and stuff. So I feel like having a bit of that background will help me, um, in the NCAA. Um, and then just like practicing with UNH and stuff, I feel like it'll up my game even more. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I got a lot of good experience from the PWHL. Um, and it's a great league to be a part of, um, especially in Ontario. So I'm very lucky to have had that opportunity. And I just think it'll, it'll help me definitely carry over into playing D1. Now talk about your recruiting process with UNH. What was that like? And what made you want to go to that school versus other ones you might have looked at? Yeah, so it was definitely like, um, it was definitely a short uh, process because I like, uh, I had to get it done kind of pretty quick. Um, so I s started talking like, to schools in grade nine and I had to commit by like the beginning of grade 10. Um, so there's definitely a lot of emails and calls um, just, just talking about everything, questions like we even toured a, a, like schools and everything and we had to do it within like weeks. Um, but yeah, just like I love how UNH is like a family. Like when I first visited campus, everyone was so welcoming. And with the atmosphere, I just felt like I fit right in. Um, I loved like the location of it. When I first stepped on campus, it just felt like home. Um, the people, the area, the academics, the sports, and just like everything about it is what made me realize that like UNH was for me. So yeah, I just love it here. What are you looking forward to most uh, doing, I guess, uh, being a student on campus besides the hockey, obviously? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually start excited to start classes. Um, I can't wait to meet people uh, in all my classes, actually. I just can't wait to get like in that routine and stuff and just see what university is uh, all about. Um, and I'm just excited to meet new people as well uh, during like school and everything. So, yeah. Now, did you have to quarantine at all um, when you got down to UNH? Because I know it's different for each uh, university uh, when you're coming from an international country. Yeah, no, I actually, I didn't, I did not have to quarantine. Um, we just had to do a test uh, right when we got to uh, UNH. Um, but yeah, I was good right after my results came in. So awesome. Well, that's good to hear. Now yeah. we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, where I just ask you <laughs> some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. So okay, sounds good. Is uh, what music do you like to listen to? 
Okay, I'm definitely more of a pop and throwback kind of girl. So definitely uh, before the games, I put on those throwbacks that you sing jamming in the car. Um, and then when it gets closer to game time, I like to listen to like uh, kind of just like those hockey pump up songs a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely more of a, a pop uh, music kind of girl. What type of throwbacks are you talking about? Like 80s, 90s throwbacks or like early 2010s? It's kind of a mixture there. Definitely 80s music. I know my mom's got me into that. Um, but then also like the 2000s as well. So it's kind of a mix of both. And a go-to artist because I know, and it, I think it might be a little awkward for me to say this on here, but early Justin Bieber made some really good songs. So that's something I will secretly uh, listen to um, in my free time, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Well, there's just too many to choose from. But like you said, there's just, yeah, Justin Bieber's a good one. Um, but definitely in the 80s, my mom's a huge Madonna fan. <laughs> so yeah. I listened to that. Yeah, listen to that a lot. But then, oh, there's just too many to choose from. Like Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift, everyone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, I'm a big U2 fan, and they obviously had some good songs back in the 80s. So I don't know if you listen to that at all. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's on the playlist somewhere. So I'll pop in awesome. every once in a while. Awesome. Well, next non-hockey question is, if there was a movie made about your life, um, who would you want to play yourself and why? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it'd be pretty cool if I could play in the movie. I mean, that'd be pretty sick. But I'd probably have to say maybe I got three, maybe. So Gal Gadot, uh, Cameron Diaz, or Angelina Jolie. Um, so they're definitely, they're funny, they're caring, um, they're kind. And they also like kick butt in most movies I see. So um, yeah, I just, I love the movies that they play in. Um, and I love like, them as people as well so it'd be cool to have them play me if I was ever in a movie I would probably choose someone like Tom Cruise just because I think like you said the key kicks butt in those uh, Mission Impossible movies and I think yep. it'd be cool to tell people that uh, Tom Cruise played me in a movie before so that's who I would go with or someone like Pete Davidson because I think he's funny nice those are good picks those are good picks now, next non-hockey question is I want to ask you about uh, some of your teammates that you played with um, in the PWHL. So who was the funniest teammate you have played with um, with Southwest? Oh, the funniest teammate. That would probably have to be Gibby, uh, Brooke Gibson. Um, yeah, she was always, we always had a hoot in the dressing room. Um, if a song came on during a game, like, and it was a good throwback, we might have, like, sung it here and there. Um, but, yeah, definitely on and off the ice, she was probably, she was, she was the funniest probably. Now, you obviously had the best style on the team. That's undebatable. But besides yourself, uh, who had the best style um, at Southwest when you were there? Oh, my style game, I think, is slacking a bit. So I definitely have to step up that part of my game. Um, but, yeah, definitely the best style. I would probably have to say Bree Eid. Um, yeah, that, the pant lace definitely has an impact on that. But, yeah, probably she had really nice style. Now, biggest pet peeve. Oh, that's a good question. It's kind of like in the moment kind of thing. But one, one just happens too much um, is like around the house. Um, I can't do like those squeaking sounds, you know, like with styrofoam or like when someone like squeezes the water bottle too much. Mm -hmm. um, so my dad will do it to tease me. Um, but yeah, I just I'm not a fan of that. But um, like, like I said, it's kind of in the moment thing. And I can't think of any right now. But yeah. I think for myself, it would probably be bad drivers just because um, oh, okay. when you're trying to get somewhere and someone's like driving out of control, it really bothers me, especially in New England. I'm assuming you're going to get to know this uh, for your time in UNH. Some of these drivers are so just make you want to like go crazy. So 
that's probably yeah. my biggest pet peeve. Gosh, yeah. Huh. Now, final non-hockey question is, what is your favorite outdoor activity? So my favorite outdoor activity is I love to play soccer, actually. Um, yeah, that was my, my second sport. Um, but yeah, if we're not going uh, for sports, I would probably say just being on the water because I just I love to be on the water, like whether it's like jet ski, boat, um, like swimming, like anything like that. Um, yeah, I just I loved it. I love it. Now, are you a big soccer fan? Because I know the Canadian um, women's team won the gold medal this year. Yeah, my, I'm a big soccer fan, and actually, so is my family. So we watch like World Cup, like Olympics, everything like that. Um, yeah, so we watched the Canada um, win that, and it was just amazing. We were really happy. Which club do you support? Um, okay, I was a Barcelona fan because of Messi. Mm-hmm. I was, um, but now since he he transferred, um, I'm kind of. I guess you could say I'm bandwagon a bit, but I just have to stick with Messi. So I'm more of a Paris fan now. Um, so you're just a Messi fan then? Yeah, pretty much. Messi and Neymar. So those are my two favorites. Well, now they're on the same team. So it all works exactly. out. Like, how can I not pick it then? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a big uh, Manchester United fan. And people that haven't listened to this podcast a lot, I'm a big soccer guy myself. I love watching it. So Man United, uh, they've been playing pretty well, I think, for the most part, to start off their campaign. And obviously, they have a great group stage up for the um, Champions League. I don't know if you saw that. So I'm looking forward to hopefully um, hopefully they can uh, prove people wrong and uh, win the Champions League and Premier League. And obviously, with Ronaldo, um, rumored to come back to the Premier League uh, with Man City, I think it's going to make, make things more interesting. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if Paris and Manchester United ever play each other, we're going to be battling. Mm-hmm. So, well, but. I think it's going to be interesting because, like I said, Ronaldo's rumored to go to Man City, and Paris is uh, drawn uh, with Man City in the same group uh, for the Champions League. So it'll be super cool to see Ronaldo and Messi battle it, battle it out again. And I'm more of a Ronaldo guy, so I think that okay. that's another thing that we have uh, going against each other for soccer. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely have to watch that game. <laughs> But, no, it's been fun. And, um, yeah, the World Cup qualifying starts uh, for the men's side, so it should be fun to see. And I know the U.S. plays Canada um, coming up, so best of luck to Canada, I guess, even though I'll be cheering out for my U.S. team. <laughs> Thank you. And good luck to your U.S., even though I'll be cheering mm-hmm. for Canada. <laughs> awesome. Well, back to some hockey questions now. My first yeah. question to you is uh, what, do you, what, do you, what should be done to help grow women's hockey? Yeah, so I do think the women's game really lacks um, advertisement and uh, I guess like fans and um, like endorse, uh, sorry, um, like uh, investors, like sponsorships, kind of like that. Um, But I do feel like it all starts from advertising. So if no one knows about the game, really, um, then no fans will watch it, like come to the games or even just watch it online. Um, And then that won't generate like the money that like they might they need to like expand the women's game. Um, So I definitely feel like uh, more advertising um, and just more getting more people to watch the games and just more people interested and wanting to help the game. Um, so I just feel like we need to start from there and then just take it step by step because it's not going to change in the snap of a fingers. And like our, uh, our like senior girls right now, um, they're amazing and they've tried so hard to like expand this woman, like the women's game and they have from what it was previous. Um, so I just need to, I think that we just need to keep building off that. But like I said, we just need to start somewhere. I think advertising will help bring in that money that we need to, keep expanding the game. Yeah, no, I think exposure is everything. If you don't see it, you can't really like 
want to watch it because you can't see it all the time. So I think that's a big thing is broadcasting on TV, especially more college hockey games being broadcasted on TV as well. And also, like like you said, advertising. I know there's players on your team that do a great job on their social media, um, broadcasting the game and advertising it. Like Emily Rickwood, she's obviously very popular on TikTok and she does a good job um, broadcasting the game. So it's stuff like that I think will help grow the women's game, like you just said. Yeah, for sure. And then I also think like the women's game should kind of just be like uh, treated similar like as the men's game. Um, like the men just I don't think like it shouldn't be equality kind of like just don't be put on a pedestal and just advertise them. I just I do think the women's game needs to just be like just treated more equally. So now what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to pursue a D1 college hockey career? Yeah, so. I would definitely say it's it's about the work you put in when no one's watching. So, and what I kind of have a thing, it's how, it's like I quietly work hard. So it should be like, you don't have to post what you're doing. You don't have to let everyone know what you're doing. Um, you just, I just like, I just focus on myself and do it for me and just work what, on what I want to like achieve. And the less people know, I guess, then the less factors that can um, become like an obstacle or a barrier in your way. Um, so just, there's going to be like a lot of jealous people out there and stuff. So you just have to focus on yourself. Um, and like I said, put in the work when no one's watching so you can do, um, like in that one game, you can go that extra sift um, because you did, like two days ago, you did that extra cardio session. And meanwhile, this other girl, or someone uh, might not have. So you can go that extra shift and she might not be able to. Um, so it's just that that work that you put in um, when no coach or no scout or no teammates or parents are watching. Um, and just, you just got to do it for yourself because like you're the one who wants it. Um, so just do what makes you happy. And uh, eventually you'll just, you'll just walk the talk kind of. You'll just like prove everyone who doubted you or just, even prove the people who thought you could do it. Um, so yeah, just like I said, um, definitely just um, just keep working hard. Just focus on your goals. You might have to miss hanging out with your friends that one night to do that extra training session. Um, but in the end, it's it's definitely worth it, especially if it's what you want to do. So yeah, just enjoy it and most importantly, have fun. Because having fun is what is what you need to to play hard to like play a great game and it's, that's what you're here for. So definitely have fun because if you're not having fun and you're not enjoying it, then it's not worth it. Now, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give to any of your former teammates, current teammates or family members or friends? Yeah. So uh, definitely uh, my coaches back at uh, Southwest, um, Jen and Jess Hitchcock and then Ski. Oh, sorry. Uh, Kayla Renowski. Um, they helped, uh, grew me like on and off the ice. Uh, like I said, my personality, um, they helped me, um, like know what I needed to do off the ice, uh, to get where I wanted to go. Um, and they helped me with everything. So I really want to thank them this. I'm here today because they've helped me. Um, so again, thank you. And then I also want to thank my family and recognize my family because ever since I was young, um, they've been a huge part of, my career, my life, everything. Um, my brother, my mom, my dad, uh, whether it's time and effort, traveling, money, everything like that, they, they put in the time to like help me like achieve my goals and like, like dream and my dreams. Um, 
And I, I just, I really appreciate that. And it doesn't go unnoticed um, because I'm here today because of them and uh, everything they've done for me. So thank you. Yeah. Love you guys. <laughs> well, thank you, Kira, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Uh, take care and stay safe. And I can't wait to see you play it, um, hopefully in person uh, for this upcoming season. It's going to be a lot of fun, but thank you so much for your time. It means a lot to me and I can't thank you enough. So I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it, Matthew. It was great talking with you. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye.